Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Star Watch. This is the show where we talk about Star Wars movies in chronological order. My name is Dennis, and today I'm joined by Curly. Hey, what's up? Paul. Hey, kids. Want to buy some death sticks? (laughs) (laughs) And Stampy. Oh, God, we're doing this. (laughs) Hey, guys. All right, so this episode is all about... Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Um, so let's go through a little bit about this movie. This came out in 2002, uh, written by George Lucas, uh, directed by George Lucas. A little bite that. There we go, that's the info. <laughs> that checks out. That checks yeah. out. Checks um, out. Real, real quick, the same year that Spider-Man came out, and I believe Harry Potter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Those movies uh, did infinitely better. <laughs> <laughs> also interesting, this is the first Star Wars film to use uh, digital, uh, to be filmed on digital rather than film. That's interesting. Yeah, the first time that Ebert saw the film, is like it looked kind of cheesy because my theater was uh, not in digital, so I need to see it again. And then he finally, like, oh yeah, it did look better when I got to see it in digital, but he was kind of had mixed thoughts about trying to change the way the whole film industry works because Lucas just likes computers a lot. Yeah, he does like computer, computers a lot. So uh, let's start off with the opening crawl. And am I gonna read it this time too? Or well, I don't have you got it. this, like, man. You did. You did such a great job last time, man. All right. So, I'd do it if I had it. I, <laughs> I mean, the opening crawl is available on the wiki page. So <sighs> snap. Uh, real quick, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was this year. My bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll I'll read the the opening crawl again. So here we go. Star Wars. No. Uh, episode 2, Attack of the Clones. There's unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand oh, solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic. This separatist movement, under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain the peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Ga- Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue. Uh, of creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Uh, so yeah, that is the setup of this movie, and let's get into the um, uh, the movie walkthrough. Okay. I was gonna <laughs> okay. say it. This crawl is much more intriguing than the Phantom Menace crawl, in my opinion. <laughs> What are you talking about? Trade routes? That sounds really intriguing. I mean, taxes and, and trade federations. <laughs> the kids and, are yeah. the taxes. And, yeah. and now we're into mysterious Count Dooku's, and uh, it sounds like a vampire, but it's not really. You know what I'm talking about? It's the only yeah. Count in Star Wars. So, yeah. <laughs> so, something that I found very interesting about this one, and this is something that wasn't really set up in, in episode one, so I assume this is something that happened between the ten years that the... Because, yeah, this episode... This, this movie takes place a decade after episode one. It says here that uh, um, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain the peace and order in the galaxy. So does that mean that like a significant number of Jedi have died between episode one and two? 
That's a good question. Your Maybe guess is as good as ours, hole? man. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, 160 of them died. Like, we'll God, get to that one. <laughs> um, we'll get to I that mean, one. And then yeah, maybe that kills maybe that would have been a great movie to see, you know? Who knows? <laughs> maybe someone will make an animated series that takes place between episode one and two. <laughs> I doubt that would ever happen. Maybe Jar Jar Binks tripped over something <laughs> and blew up a bunch of Jedi. <laughs> By the way, I I read about this. Did you know what the what this movie was called in uh, during production? No idea. Uh, what? It was called Jar Jar's Big Adventure. Shut up. Mm. Shut up now. Apparently. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> it seems like there was an awareness of the fan backlash against the first Lucas one when they made the second asshole. one. <laughs> I mean, that's right. actually a pretty good one. If, if it's a, if it's just a like poke at all the fans, quote unquote yeah. fans. Yeah. All right. Good. So let's get into uh, the first scene in a movie, which is the first assassination attempt on Senator Padme Amidala. Fucking spoilers. <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah by the way that's that's a good point that you brought yeah, that that's up it, yeah uh, i need to say this before every every single uh movie and i should have no, said it earlier don't. but um <laughs> that is that uh, this movie this episode uh this show will be including spoilers for not just episode two but every star wars movie but how but we will be focusing on episode two but it's basically free reign to mention anything that happens in any other Star Wars movie. So uh, let's get into uh, the first scene of the movie, which is uh, the first. Yeah, as I said, the first assassination attempt on Amidala. So what do you? Th- what did you feel about uh, this scene? How do you think it uh, was as an opening to to the movie? So immediately, uh, my first thought was, "Wow, this looks so much better than the Phantom Menace because of the the eight. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a." like tech guy or a film guy, but like the CG effects and everything looks so much better than Phantom Menace. And the movie literally starts off with this big ass explosion, which actually I, I think the visuals hold up very well uh, for being a 2002 movie. And yeah. Oh man, I can't. Oh, okay. So the effects in this movie, or at least in the scene, let's talk about the scene. Are good until they get in orbit. It's like, oh man, space that that ship looks pretty good. That's pretty good because it's a practical ship. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then they get onto the spaceport, and you can tell they're on a soundstage, and there is no props anywhere, and it's all green screen, and the depth of field's all fucked up. And it's like, oh no, oh what are we in for? Because if you look at the background behind the actors, it's weird. It's just as in focus as the people in the foreground. That shouldn't happen. And, and, and it's like, oh, that's not like how there's like it's scan mode. Like literally I can see details in the background that I can see in the foreground because someone animated it back there. I'm like, oh, no, the people are walking around and there's stuff around them, but they act like there's nothing around them, like there's no debris. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun movie. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> Paul, I don't, it's a okay enough, I suppose. Don't really know why anyone wants to kill Padme after the other stuff is over. How much of it is uh, a fake crisis, or how much of it is actually wanting her to die? But I guess it's at least something's Did happening. Explain that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So later on in the movie, we uh, find out that Newt Gunray, 
the ah. viceroy of the Trade Federation is the one who ordered the murder on um, on, uh, on, on Padme. Oh yeah, they and do I assume the reason so he wants the reason he wants her dead is I assume because she can vote against the um, right. They don't um, want her voting the against army? the the army. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I, I got from it. Like yeah. she would, they know that she's going to be opposed to this vote, so mm. they want to basically take her out. <laughs> yeah, May, uh, that might not be the case, but that what I assume is the case. How does this fucking republic work that one person can change the tide? How does what the hell? It's a pretty big. I, I vote no. Okay, does everyone else vote yes? Okay, cool. So I think, motion granted. I think it's more or less like she um, has an influence on others, maybe because yeah. she she seems to be a pretty strong political figure in the first movie, yeah, even she, though she's so young. They but, talk about uh, later in the movie as well. Like she she was a pretty good queen apparently because uh, Anakin talks about how they wanted to re. They wanted to like restructure whatever the constitution, so she, so she could sit uh, as a queen longer. You know how uh, actual queens work. Yeah, but they, they you call. How... I assume they call uh-huh. their president queen. So whatever. Yeah, Paul. And it shows you how great I... this no you know great and square scare quotes this movie is when you have like the the sta- the lovey dovey eyes of Twilight, but they're talking about political philosophies in the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really happy um, going from the first movie where I was completely confused on how their um, politics actually were set up. They did kind of dive in and, and answer some of those questions for me. Like, she's not really a queen. It's more like in comparison to the presidency and, and stuff like that. I think they yeah. explained that a little better. Not great, but it did answer some of the questions that I had. Princess yeah. Leia was a princess and then became an admiral. So that, that was weird. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Star, Star um, Wars is confusing, man. And then, a, yeah. and then a general. I forgot about that. So she went down in rank and then went up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. But one of the one of the quick things I wanted to note uh, about it, it this is that um, uh, Padme's decoy that dies at the beginning of this movie during that explosion is not the same decoy that she has in Episode One. Uh, the one she has in episode one, played by Kira Knightley, uh, is uh, name. His name is Sabe, and this one is named Corday. So it's not actually the same character. Um, it doesn't matter at all. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just, it's, it's that I guarantee was Kira didn't want to come back. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. It, it could be easily movie. written. It could be easily written that she was just tired of like getting killed or like attempts at murder on her. That her decoy is just like, man, fuck this shit. I've done this for long enough. Let's it's also maybe she's a little bitch. Queen. <laughs> she stops using. Oh, she stops yeah, using yeah. decoys. Yeah, something I thought about right now is that like maybe maybe Sabe was like um, working for her as the queen, and when she stopped being queen, she didn't work for her anymore. So that she had to sense. get a new decoy. That could be the case. But she yeah. also stopped using decoys. This movie and the next, no more fucking decoys. That is shit's yeah. over. Like, uh, because she fell. Over. Why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> anyway. she was right. <laughs> if she hadn't used the decoy, boy, this would be a different movie. <laughs> yeah. So uh, also, Luke and Leia wouldn't exist. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's yeah, get into, them. yeah, so let's get to the 
the next scene, which is uh, this is where we are introduced to the new uh, actor of Anakin, which is Hayden Christensen. Uh, and we also get to Yay. see uh, an older version of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so, yeah, so this scene where Anakin uh, gets to see Padme again after 10 years. And uh, yes, how do you feel? How did you feel about uh, this scene? I felt honestly like Anakin was a little creepy the way he was like. He he mentions like I thought about her Obi Wan every day since we've left or whatever and I'm like yeah it's, it's kind of creepy like I mean where she is she sees him and she's like oh hey what's you're that little boy it's hey Annie you're grown yeah. up now and he's just like boner and up and I'm just like dude come on <laughs> this is weird <laughs> like yeah go go easy there buddy go easy there oh but wait it gets creepier <laughs> it yeah it ramps up to hard. sexual harassment technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, and then she turns. Her- stop staring at me. I'm uncomfortable. And then, and then it turns around on him. He's like, "Oh, I'll just give up and kill some sand people." He's like, you killed sand people. Oh. I'm like, oh, later. oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Did jump we'll get to that. Uh, all right. So yeah, that scene happens, and they are supposed to um, guard Padme um, after that assassination attempt. So then we get to see. Uh, then it goes to night and uh, <laughs> and that very creepy. She has like Anakin says like, "Oh, she turns off, she turned off the cameras, or at least she covered <laughs> the cameras or whatever." And he's and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think she liked me watching her." <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, come on, man, stop. <laughs> uh, subtlety can be great sometimes, man. For real, like they, I feel like they went way too heavy with like, "Yeah, Anakin's got a crush on her." It's like, no, that would have been fine with one like, like glare at her and be, being like, "Damn." Natalie Portman is fucking hot because she is like <laughs> that's all they had to do is like her see her older and, and bigger boobs and stuff like all all they had to do is like have him look at her and just have this certain look and that's all they had to do like except they didn't that have she's, to be like I'm spying on her in her sleep like except <laughs> that she's not that much older because it's the same actress she's only two years older and Anakin has jumped a full decade in time it's like you're so much older now and she's like oh <laughs> what's happening here yeah. it Last is time pretty I saw similar you, you were to like, Romeo and Juliet but in a in an awkward way well, yeah but Romeo and Juliet was creepy to begin with also written <laughs> yeah. back in Shakespeare's time because you know Shakespeare they but did the, some um, weird shit back then the <laughs> attempted at assassination was really kind of cool I liked that scene quite a bit with the um the robot in the window and the worms because like yeah oh man those like ha- I think it been sure <laughs> I mean that's a good point like why the worms but like at the same time like in my head, I'm like, man, please don't like crawl on her ears or something. I started getting like little gooseys. Like I'm like, don't mm-hmm. do some nasty bug shit. Like I'm. <laughs> oh, that it's robot not just could have easily the... have shot her. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's not just why the worms. It's why would uh, the bad guy hire an assassin to hire another assassin to use a worm? <laughs> Jango Fett is the best assassin ever until he's not. There, there's. That never bothered me until just now, thinking about... Because I was like, yeah, the worms are kind of cool. And I was like, wait a minute. She, that robot has a direct line of sight. It cuts through the window. <laughs> and it's like, if it just had a blaster, movie's over. Oh, she was shot. Because the Jedi didn't know shit until she was about to be killed. Thank God Anakin you know, has got that you know, rage boner for her, or else she would be dead. 
like I feel something. I'm like, I'll bet you do, kid. Like, in and, 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 and he goes, he's it's like, we room. know, we get it. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, so he comes in and he kind of like just slices up those worm things in a really cool way. It's like, zoom, zoom. thank God. Dude, imagine if she had like sneezed though. Like, God dang, <laughs> she'd be dead. <laughs> she, she also jumps up when he does it. Like, it's if he just wasn't. If he was if he was as clumsy as he is at the end of the movie as he in this first scene, she would just be in four different pieces. Maybe that was Django's plan. It's like they'll overreact and just kill her. <laughs> oh, who would have known this lightsaber that cuts through anything would have killed this just you know just little in woman all, here. In all honesty though, it, it did look pretty damn cool, him just like slicing yeah. the thing up so quick because like uh say what you will about this movie, but man, those lightsabers are flying. Like they are fucking yeah. fast as hell in this movie. Yeah, so after after that cool thing, an even cooler thing happened. Obi-Wan just spots that droid outside the window, just fucking launches Dude, at it. I laugh so hard when he just <laughs> fucking boom right straight through the fucking window like fucking Superman flying out. Like, God yeah. damn. Like uh, it, it was cool, but at the same time, like I just it was hilarious because I'm just like, who does that? <laughs> like should I get I that mean, robot? What else would it'll tell us something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the robot. He he grabbed the robot because he would uh was traveling back to the person who sent it. Right. Also, you think the person who sent it, or you know, could have been like, "Oh fuck, that's a Jedi!" It's like button explode. You know, could have done something at the beginning because they they were watching it. They saw this happening because it shows them. No, that was the robot. like further. Yeah, he sent. She sends the uh, the robot away, but I assume the robot yeah. the destination is like far away now because after he grabs the robot, like the robot travels for a pretty far distance before they actually reach the uh, that bounty hunter who sent it in the first place. Yeah, by the time she saw that there's a Jedi there, she's like, "Well, fuck this," and shot the robot anyway. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now we get into uh, one of the big uh, like. Uh, set pieces or whatever you call it in in this movie and that's the Coruscant uh, chase scene so yeah obviously um, Obi-Wan kind of launched out for that droid and he uh, he goes towards the the bounty hunter and the bounty hunter shoots the droid and now Obi-Wan's falling at the same time Anakin has has gone to get one of the speeders and and is now driving towards there and then he uh, then he spots Obi-Wan catches Obi-Wan with the speeder and the yeah, so what what do you uh, guys think about this uh, scene? I think it's pretty cool. I Especially like the scene. At the time I, it looked nice. Yeah, I like the the uh, the world that they're on the Coruscant. Like, it's really yeah. fascinating. It, it reminds me of like Blade Runner for some reason. I'm yeah. not sure yet. Like, but like the flying cars, it's it's crazy, super futuristic, and it's and it's stylish and everything. As far as like the um. The the banter between Obi Wan and Annie, I thought it was neat. Like I think some of some of like the one liners and stuff reminded me of some kind of like campy Batman and Robin type stuff. <laughs> and it se- it seems like they've been on some wacky adventures together because they yeah. he keeps making lines like oh, I hate when he does this and it's like it's kind of cheesy but at the same time it's like man this is kind of cool I like this. yeah they have sets, like this sets up that they've been on a lot of adventures during the last ten years. Yeah. Keep yeah, it doesn't really show their friendship, better. it just says they are friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're friends. Be friends. 
Well, they're friends. And just puts them in the See, now that you but, mention um, it, I wonder if George Lucas uh, set up this whole thing just to one-up Ripley Scott, the, Bra the Blade Runner creator. <laughs> well, guess what? He didn't. Um, it, it, <laughs> in my opinion, that shouldn't be that hard to one that up, but fuck, man. You gotta at least make a good movie first. I mean, yeah. he does have the awkward um, sexual harassment. He's got the flying cars. <laughs> yeah, it never goes that far. It never goes that far. It never goes really Scott territory far. But let's get back on track. Yeah, there's no, there's no um, star rape. There's you know, it, God, I, that fucking Blade Runner movie's so. I hate that thing. Anyway, I think yeah, the, I think the scene is really fun, man. I I like yeah, it. Yeah, I really like this uh, this scene as well. And uh, yes, they keep uh, kind of chasing after the the um, the bounty hunter. And um, I didn't think the scene was bad. I thought I thought it was yeah. fun. It I don't know. It's There's something like magical they... about the Star Wars universe, and everyone that watched it wanted to see more and live in it and explore and make more stories. And it's just cool. Like, oh, we always wanted to see Coruscant, and now we got to a little bit more. It's yeah, a bit exactly. of a, yeah. It's a bit of a tone shift, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah on top um, of that they they um further exemplify that anakin is still a pilot you know he's still this badass like not pod racing now but yeah they're still they, yeah, i always love that jedi powers there. make you a good pilot yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it makes sense though like yeah the you like the, you're like having the force it gives you like enhanced um like perception of the world around you so it makes sense that you would be a good pilot I don't know. Is, is that the only time he flies something in this movie? Mm, in this one, yeah, yeah. In this, in this which, movie, which not... is why I, which is why I'm kind of like, yeah, I like that they at least had him being a pilot in in some form or another. Well, they kind of go after Doku, but yeah, not really. Well, yeah, but in three, you know that he's a badass pilot because he's just he's just killing people. But in this movie, yeah, it's the only time he, he like flies, really. Huh. Oh, yeah, so they're chasing after um, the bounty hunter, and uh, they go into that power coupling, uh, coupling or whatever it's called. Right. <laughs> and I think that was funny, like you say, <laughs> how Obi-Wan was saying, like, I keep telling you not to go through yeah, power exactly. coupling. It's like, man, what the hell have these guys been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found it also be interesting because... Anakin is the one who warns Jar Jar in episode one about not going into the power coupling in exactly. between in his um, in his uh, pod racer. Just shows how edgy and dangerous he's become. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes. And af after that, he said he uh, Anakin is like, oh, yeah, this is a shortcut. And then uh, they lose. They apparently lose the bounty hunter. And after and they get this like crossing or whatever. and. And uh, and Obi-Wan's like, yeah, we lost her. Like, we shouldn't follow the follow them, like, um, directly. And Anakin's like, yeah, sorry, Master. And, like, <laughs> and at the same time, it's like eyeing the bounty hunter, like, seeing, checking out where, where he is. Because at this point, they think it's a he while it's actually a she. Um, and then, <laughs> then he's like, yep, just gonna drop off the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of um, like the um, Obi Wan, like fake committing suicide, jumping out a window. He jumps off this uh, ship. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I think this bounty hunter would have been very smart just to turn around in that tunnel. 
<laughs> yeah, not a very true. good escape artist. Just saying. Or shoot and, the princess. I mean, not princess. To shoot the fuck senator to begin with. Because <laughs> um, bounty hunter has it, issues. I thought it was um, interesting. It was kind of weird. He, just him. Just I think it's a little absurd to like fall through thousands of feet and hit the exact spot. But I mean, they're Jedi. They can. They're mad. They, they're fucking wizards. So. But yeah. That, is, uh, yeah, that leap so in logic after, doesn't bother me at all. Sorry, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after after that, he lands on the um, the other speeder, and I really like that scene where he's like climbing on her speeder, and uh, like trying to stay on it and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, and then you like slightly see her face change, like giving yeah. you a hint that it's like a changeling or whatever. I Which would have been cool a better it, plan to for assassinate. For like a split second, I was like, did her fucking head just change more for something? <laughs> and then you find out later, yeah, it did. She should have just yeah. turned into Jar Jar Binks and then took out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Misa kill and feed the bad man. Why, they they should have done something more interesting there. Like, what if like it had turned to like Qui Gon or something? <laughs> crazy like that and just just to no. throw annie the fuck off like <laughs> yeah um all right so after that the uh, they crash the the speeder and they go into the bar i think that is uh what is a pretty cool scene the bar scene uh what mm-hmm. how did you feel about the the bar scene obviously oh or well first of all one of the more iconic moments of the bar scene is when uh obi-wan gets to the the counter as and the, the 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 death sticks, dude, that you referred to earlier, Paul, <laughs> comes forward <laughs> like, oh, "Want to buy some death sticks?" And he's like, "You don't want to buy me what death the sticks." What the fuck is that? I can't <laughs> figure. I can't figure out what is your product. It can't be something. It can't be a drug because if you name have a drug with the word death, I in think it, it was you're not going to get any customer. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually it's actually supposed to be cigarettes. That's so stupid. Uh, uh, that's actually reason, really funny. Yeah, the no reason why. <laughs> the reason why uh, George Lucas added that scene into the movie is because he is strictly against cigarettes. So uh, he wanted funny. to. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. No, he, <laughs> no wonder no one smokes in the Star Wars universe. They're called fucking <laughs> death sticks. Want to buy some death sticks? Oh, fuck no, I want to buy. What do you mean? <laughs> Obi-Wan had a good, uh, another good moment before that where Annie's just like, what do we do? And he's like, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's I like, jumped through a window today, motherfucker. I got problems. <laughs> he's like, Unless you're the fucking can... reckless one jumping out of ships and shit. Go find them. I'm going to go get a fucking drink. And then, of course, the, the mind trick thing with that dude. He's like, you're going to go home to your family. And he's like, I'm going home to my family. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking great. So Last week some we pretty complained interesting... about the characterization of Qui-Gon, about, oh, why is he such a jerk? But here you see that uh, this guy, he's trying to be nice to people he, that he just meets for a second, but he's also willing to cut someone's arm off a second later, too. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's kind uh, of so ammo. some interesting trivia about this uh, particular scene. So in the background uh, of this scene, you can see uh, quite a few... Um, or as at least one very recognizable actor, and that is Anthony Daniels, the person who plays uh, C-3PO. He actually walks around. He can be seen somewhere in this scene. That's cool. Um, and like, there, oh, you can also... Yeah, you can also spot uh, at least, I don't know how many daughters George Lucas have, but at least two of them are can be spotted in this scene. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there are some pretty interesting 
Just fun stuff. I'm, hope, about I'm hoping they're not like the scantily clad ones. <laughs> uh, I know uh, one of uh, them is uh, when Anakin walks around, there's like a purple alien with like two, one of those like tentacle head things uh, that looks at him. Huh. Um, Interesting. I didn't yeah, know that's that. one of them. Uh, I. I don't remember which uh, was the were the only one. The older one, I know uh, the the older um, daughter is in the movie. Might not be the same scene, but I know uh, I think it was the same scene. We are at about thirty five minutes, just to let you know about time. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's keep going to uh, at, so, right, so after uh, that uh, they capture the thing, the capture the um, the bounty hunter. And uh, Obi Wan gets the mission to um, to go after the Ob- bounty hunter and all that stuff. And Anakin gets the mission to protect Padme on Naboo, and they travel as refugees to Naboo. So uh, let's get to the entire thing that happens on Naboo. Uh, how did you feel about all the th- the stuff that happens between Anakin and Padme on Naboo? Terrible. <laughs> it feels. I mean, I mean, because we all know where it ends up. Like we know that. Um, they have kids together because we've watched the original trilogy. It feels so unearned, their chemistry. Well, their lack of chemistry, that is. It just Yeah, if you compare it to Han Solo and Leia, it's in a different ballpark. Yeah, oh. it's it just feels like, man, we need to get from point A to point B. Let's just, <laughs> you know. I, and I it, again, I wish they would have been more subtle with Anakin. And it, it's like, if that were a real woman, she would have been like so put off by that. But somehow, Fuck if you compare- it's just... You compare it to just Luke and Leia, it's in another ballpark. Like fucking <laughs> like shit. This is it's it's so it's so weird. And it's so forced. And I can't and I you can't blame the actors because they obviously don't know what they're doing. Natalie Portman, we know can act. Hayden Christensen, I do know can act. He's just kind of gotten a short end of the stick recently, but fuck. It's like they're trying, it's like we're we're supposed to be lovers, right? Huh. Yeah, that's that's my issue. Isn't really Eat the performance. Apple. It's just the way that um, it, I guess writing, directing. I don't know, but Both. it's like, yeah. I mean, it's just like we need. Like I said, it's point A to point B, and let's just have a scene where they're falling in love. It's just like, but why? There's no reason for. I mean, I get Anakin looks up to her. He he was a little kid when they met. You know, crushes like that happen, but why would she fall for him? Like, I just don't get it. Like, he just seems like such a douchebag. <laughs> like, you know, people give Christopher Nolan shit for like, uh, like they think he's a little bit of a robot. It's like he doesn't understand emotion. I think George Lucas has never met another human. Like, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's how did he meet his wife? Like, fucking, how did this work? I killed some sand people. It's like, what? <laughs> why? Do you think that was gonna work? The, the I'm gonna writing, say. I'm going to say that something that I think have been a very like over overly reacted to scene of, of this that happens here is that when he talks about sand, like that is so overly exaggerated on the Internet. Like yeah, everyone complains about that, like, oh, the sand yeah, is so everyone, rough, but you're smooth, Padme. Yeah, people people talk about like it, it seems like he talks about sand for fucking 30 minutes. No, like it's uh, what happens is that uh, like Padme kind of talks about how what they used to do as kids there, and then they'd lie on on the beach on the sand to let the sun dry them, and then as a kind of reply comment to that, um, Anakin says, like, I, I don't like sand. And it's like, 
All right. I don't. I don't feel like I it mean, came out of nowhere. I don't feel like it was that him of slavery. <laughs> yeah, well, like it's not I that think it comes it's out of nowhere. Weird. It's that the way he says it is really weird. The way he touches her creeped me out. Like it's, yeah. it's like it's <laughs> yeah, like oh I love weird. sand stuff like that. He goes I hate sand. It's rough and it's core. And he like touches her and you're like what is ha- about to happen? What's <laughs> happening now? And and then and then smooth like you, Padme. <laughs> it's like he, he almost has so, like this emperor oh, voice man. to him. It's really weird. <laughs> Let me tell you about the send. It's like, <laughs> like I I like the the idea of him, you know, correlating that to you know, I, it, sand reminds me of home. Like they should have done more of that rather than him like yeah. touching her. It's just again like, ugh, it's it's creepy. Um. All right. So let's jump over to Obi Wan's detective journey. Is what sure. I call it. Although so in one yeah, sense, I, with uh, the romance, you could say that right. Lucas was ahead of his time because Twilight was huge, Kylo Ren was huge, with the sulking <laughs> bad boy. He he had a great idea, he just didn't execute it very well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. So Obi Wan's detective journey. I thought this was a very cool scene, like how he is trying to figure out the, the thing about Camino and all that stuff. To meet like tall he goes, people. Yeah, like he he goes to. He goes to like the archives and he talks to Yoda and all that shit. It's like, uh, like, dude, this planet doesn't exist, man. <laughs> dude, this is this is probably my favorite part. Like one of my favorite parts of the movies is just Obi-Wan being a detective and being like, yeah. why the fuck's that planet missing? And Yoda's like, bro, I don't know. You better check this shit out. And then, and then a little like, kid helps just, him. Yeah, exactly. It, I, I, I thought the, the the scene with the junglings and Yoda, I thought that was really very interesting because clearly Yoda had the answer already, but he wanted to make it a lesson for the younglings that he was That's teaching. That's a good interpretation. Yeah, so he was like he, he he was talking in a very different in a very similar mm-hmm. way that a teacher talks to kids, like in a very like he talks like Socratic method. Yeah, he's kind of making fun of Obi Wan a little bit, like just to make like the kids laugh a little bit and the, exactly. the kids oh, laugh okay. at one point. You know okay. and so it's so like, what's the problem? And Obi-Wan uh, and no, Yoda clearly knows the answer. Like, yes, someone removed it. And then he's like, no one. Uh, and then one of the kids says like, oh, someone removed it from the register. And it's like, yes, that's right. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I kind of assume, I, I kind of interpreted that as Yoda already knew the answer, but he wanted to uh, make it a lesson for, uh, for the younglings in the class. I think Yoda just likes fucking with people. Because he does that when there are no people around. He does that when he's a goddamn force ghost in episode 8. He fucks with Luke for no reason. He, it's like, Yoda... It's like, dude, this stuff is time-sensitive. If you could just, you know, tell just us what the fuck's going on. Uh, all right, I, I so, love it, though. I love it. Yeah, I, I really like that. that he's such uh, a green that. little prick. He just... <laughs> yeah, so uh, then, he gets, then he goes to Kamino, and he... Uh, gets to see the clone army and all that stuff, and they talk about Sifo DS and all that. Uh, um, so yeah, apparently what happened as Curly was confused by this, I'll uh, may as well <laughs> talk about it. So yeah, apparently uh, what happens is a Sifo DS who died ten years ago. Ten years ago, guess what happened then? The invasion of Naboo, Episode One. So uh, <gasps> kind of my interpretation of what happened is that yeah, um, uh, someone sent sifo to order the clone army. And let's be honest, who wants a clone army? Uh, Palpatine. So it was probably right. Palpatine who ordered him to go there. And then since sifo died 10 years ago, presumably he was killed on his way back. 
because he didn't because Palpatine didn't want Sifo Diaz to tell anyone else in the Jedi um, in Jedi Council uh, about the clone army. That is my interpretation, not necessarily canon. That might be what happened, but that might also not be what happened. The, that the was only my thing that anyway. uh, really threw me off about it was like, so in that theory, so Palpatine orders him to to set up this whole clone army thing. Like, why doesn't he ever follow up on it or like set up some more security or, you know, like whoever was in charge of actually sending him to do this? Like, why haven't they returned? Why hasn't this come up to them or wouldn't they be worried, like, you know... There was another Jedi, he just disappeared, yeah, and they're like... he nah. just, like, Obi, Obi-Wan just goes there, and he's basically welcomed, you know, wouldn't mm. uh, Palpatine be like, hey, if another Jedi comes here, play dumb, That was probably the case, because something. the Kaminos aren't evil. Like, they made this army on the behalf of the Republic, that's what they think, but... And that's why when another Jedi comes there, like, hi, and they, they treat the situation like it's normal, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, and Obi-Wan kind of like, oh, yeah, that is why I'm here. <laughs> of course, that's why I'm here. You know, and he starts asking questions and they're like, yeah, and, and they treat the thing like it's a normal situation. Like, yeah, um, they kind of they expected a Jedi to come sometime and kind of look at the clone army. Um, so, yeah, um. Yeah, what uh, what did you think about the the cl- first seeing the clone army and how similar it looks to the stormtroopers and all that stuff? Do stormtroopers have a soul? Is it is it more moral to blow up a Death Star full of clone stormtroopers? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it was an actually successful line in a movie with bad writing where it's like, "Oh, are you here to see the army?" Well, yes, of course I am, and he has to roll <laughs> with it. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh. Quick question: Are the stormtroopers clones? No, stormtroopers okay, so are where, not clones. So where okay. do the clones go? Eh. I don't fucking know. Find but out I know next I time on episode three. But <laughs> I, I know that stormtroopers are not clones. They right. are. They they have never um, been clones. If they were clones of like Django Fed, they would have better aim. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I just okay. uh, figured this out. Like, they have um, accelerated aging, so it's possible that just all of them died after the Clone Wars. I think that's that was... really depressing. <laughs> no, there's a thing where... They well, stopped... they had, like, babies and stuff, too. Like They stopped using clones. I think Rebels goes into it. They stopped using clones uh, because they were too... It was... They were better than droids, but they were too manipulative. Like the emperor, oh. the emperor was able to manipulate a whole clone ar- army with one fucking order, and turn and it turned on the Jedi, and that's what killed all the Jedi. And then he got rid of the clones because that could be used against him. So he got rid of them. Mm. Um, Execute Order sixty six. Uh, that's one know. of the coolest scenes in the in the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, they just disappear. But the stormtroopers are not clones because Finn was a stormtrooper and he's not a clone. Yeah, but that is like. Fifty years later, though, I really, yeah, I really do like the uh, taking kids and raising I like themselves. the um, the Obi Wan and Jango Fett meeting though. That scene was kind of tense. Like it was kind of cool. I don't like the yeah. the Boba kid actor necessarily. It was he like, hey, he, were you at Coruscant? He's like, no. <laughs> I I would have rather them had been um like they mentioned Boba, but don't have him. He didn't really actually serve a purpose up until the very end when he picks up the helmet. That would have been fine, nice but moment. like. Yeah, mm. I liked that, uh, but 
like the Obi Wan meeting Jango was kind of cool, and that wasn't um, his helmet. Oh, that had I mean, his that dad's was... head in it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what yeah. that's what's weird. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, that Dad. Kinda... <laughs> it was it was still uh, a cool moment. I'd like I, I I honestly my favorite part of the movie probably is the whole Obi Wan at what is it Camino. Like yeah. that that whole that whole section of the movie was really fun to me. I liked that. Yeah. Um, all right. So then we get to the Obi Wan versus Jango Fett fight scene, which is very different from a lot of fight scenes in the Star Wars series because it focuses on like hand to hand combat rather than lightsabers and we- and weapons. It was finally um, somebody non Jedi going toe to toe against a Jedi and actually winning. Yeah. Like that you know was that was cool. You know what's weird about the Fets? They show up and are usually the most formidable foes there. Like, no one can beat them. They're either too smart or Django is just too physically adept at combat. And then they go out like punks in the end. <laughs> like, well, guess how they go out later. Like, on. Yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, they're basically like fucking Batman. Like, they, they've got yeah. all these gadgets. They're, they're really efficient in martial arts and... and Apparently guns. I don't. I don't really know. But yeah. Like, but unlike Batman, they die. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like uh, Obi Wan's kicks that he's the, that he does, like fucking uh, kung fu kicks. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it was awesome. Also, yeah. why why doesn't he use the force? There, there a reason he's just choke slam this motherfucker to the ground with his mind. Because you, Jedi's don't choke people. <laughs> really? Because that happens. Luke even does that later. Also, so not, is not, there... not choke people. Choke slam is different. He doesn't just use the force to stop him. He there in this movie. I, I I realize that they kind of forget how to use the force a lot of the times. They're in these chains, and at the end, why can't we get out? Oh man, we can't get out. We'll just use we just use trickery and and whatever. I'm like, why don't you just? I use mean, the Anakin force does do fucking... like a force backflip. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or he could pick that damn thing up and throw it across the. They have the ability to move shit with their mind, and they refuse to. It's like Anakin loses his lightsaber. It's like, oh no, I can't do nothing anymore. And I'm like, motherfucker, just go. Just, I don't. I don't know. It's. It seems weird that they conveniently forget to, how to use like the best ability ever. So Is after there, there's a um there's a line that Yoda says though. something something along the lines of like they don't know that we can't use the force or something like that. I don't know what the line was specifically. Yeah, Yoda that, is talking is, to Windu. Yeah, that's later on after um, after it, they lose. It made sense. No, that is earlier. It made yeah. sense to me when they fight other Jedis. Why you won't use the force, except they every time they fight another Jedi, they're always throwing shit at each other. Whether it's Empire yeah. Strikes Back, where Darth Vader literally picks up like a trash can and throws it at Luke. Um, yeah, but he he talks specifically about a scene where Mace Window and Yoda is in in a room together, and Mace Window says like I think we need to tell the Republic that we have uh, failed to use the Force. Um, and Yoda says like if they don't know, they can't complain. Basically, <laughs> I think that means use Force. I don't know if they meant the Force because they do use the Force. Also, yeah, Yoda says something about not being able to see the future, except. He straight up does see the future. Something weird. It was like clouded by the dark side, it is. Yeah. Makes it impossible to see the future. And then like one of the movies is literally about seeing the future. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so, okay. 
All right, whatever. So let's uh, move on to anyone want to say anything about the, uh, the, the, oh yeah, one thing that I specifically want to note about this fight, uh, that is after, after they escape in the, um, in the Slave 1, uh, Obi-Wan follows them with a the tracking device, and then uh, outside of Geonosis in the asteroid field, um, they shoot a bunch of rockets and shit at him, and then uh, he escapes, and then, uh, well, uh, Obi-Wan gets away uh, by throwing out the spare parts and all that. And something that's very interesting, that uh, George Lucas specifically stated that um, Boba Fett learns something from this battle that he later uses in Episode 5. If you guys remember when... Uh, when... Um, when uh, Han Solo, Luke, and Leia tries to escape from the Star Destroyer by by uh, following through with the garbage that they release, um, uh, they escape and then and Boba Fett uh, sticks the Slave One to to one of no sticks oh, the Slave to the, One to to one of the escape. the trash things and that is the exact same thing that Obi Wan does in this scene. So he basically learned to do that. Because he figured out how Obi Wan um, was able to kind of get away from their attack. Obi Wan never would have been in that problem if he just would have picked up Jango Fett and thrown him into the goddamn ocean. <laughs> we're talking. We're later outside of Geonosis and. Uh, I know, but I said he never would have been yeah. there. If... Anyway, um, so then and there he... are actually a lot of references to the original trilogies in this one. They're just not as yeah. There's just a lot of them. Impactful. We're gonna get to gonna get to one of them now. Uh, <clears throat> that is Anakin and Padme's uh, adventures on Tatooine, and mm. this is one of the. I think this is one of the really cool scenes because it really goes back to Episode Four, right, where they go and meet uh, uh, the Lars family. Which is, uh, you know, the family that uh, Luke ends up uh, growing up with, right? And I gotta say, the casting for Owen Lars spot fucking on, man. Like he George looks him. exactly like the dude who plays uh, Owen Lars in in Episode Four. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, it it was cool to see the little house and stuff, and and, yeah. and meet those characters. Because um, if I hadn't watched this movie before, I wouldn't have expected that. It starts to fall apart when you realize that Luke lives with those people and that Darth Vader didn't know he existed. I'm starting That's a good to, point. No, I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, no, you knew these people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bet there's some kind of... No, the reason is George Lucas made a movie. Oh... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, then he goes to save his mom, um, and he kills a bunch <sighs> of Tusken Raiders, then he comes back, and now we come to the scene that you guys want to complain about a lot, so... If only he would have come back, like, in one of those <laughs> ten years, he just all could have been avoided. That's, that's my biggest problem with this movie, is the fact that he only goes to save his mom because of these nightmares, when in The Phantom Menace, we leave off, and he's like... I'm going to become a Jedi. I'm coming back, mom. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save these slaves. And then what? He just was like, man, I'd rather play Batman and Robin instead. This is so much fun. And then you know now that she's in mortal danger, he goes and tries to save her. It's just like, what the fuck? And then 
he murdered like i i totally understand the motives of murdering these raiders and their family i get that but then he goes and talks to padme about it breaks down and she's just like oh well everybody gets angry and i'm like what this dude's a psychopath he's creepy he's yeah, touching on your skin angry. talking about sand and now he just murdered a bunch of children and, and women and raiders and then you're just like bro everybody gets angry right? it's like what he did, however, follow through with his promise if you realize that Tatooine was on the, like, outer rim and was beyond the Republic's reach, which is big if you get a fan of Menace and stuff like that, you know, it talks about that. And the slavery. Uh-huh. In A New Hope, there's no more mention of slavery. There's still Tusken Raiders yeah. and shit like that, but the <laughs> Empire has a massive presence in Tatooine. Who do you think brought him there? Yeah. It was probably old orphan Annie who shows up <laughs> it's like, and is like, guess what? This shit's ending. <laughs> Except and then except that he totally misses the fact that his son lives with these people that he knows uh, and <laughs> well, has the same goddamn name. But he doesn't you know, know that he has a son for the majority of the time. That's like, he true, finds yeah. out in episode five that he has a son. Hmm. Um, he makes the train run on time. Uh, Vader takes care of slavery. So, like, I, what I would assume is the case. Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to mention what I kind of my theory for why he didn't. Uh, go to save her his mother earlier was that this is the first time he's on his own since episode one so i think that that is why uh he went to save his mom because he probably didn't get permission by obi-wan to do it earlier and he's living his dream the whole time he wanted to do this his mom wanted him to do this but he didn't get permission to do it the first time he just kind of i mean the the, this time that he does it he has a dream and is like fuck it gotta go save my mom He, he just goes and does it he also doesn't have permission to go marry a fucking senator and does that too. I think the logic that is following, unless you, if you believe that Anakin is literally crazy and none of his decisions make sense because he doesn't live in the world of logic, then that starts to make sense. That's the only way this makes sense because nothing that he does makes any logical sense except so, for getting mad and killing the Tusken Raiders. I, I understand that. You just killed my mom, I'm going to kill all of you. Like So that. as to why, uh, I want to talk about, um, well, you're talking about, like, okay, well, how come he didn't know that Luke Skywalker was in the home that he had actually visited? Is that, uh, and I, uh, this is obviously my theory, not, uh, not canon, but what I would imagine is the case, like, as you said, like, yeah, uh, Tatooine has become an Imperial planet since... After um, and and no slavery and all that stuff, and I would say like the only uh, and obviously uh, Darth Vader doesn't know that he has a son and a daughter, uh, and I would say the only reason he never went back or has any ever sent any like guards to go check on on okay. that house is like maybe like maybe he um, he just didn't want to bother them because he uh, remembered like that they were nice and to him and all this stuff like maybe that's the case. Something like so that. he didn't like know there was he, anything to look for. But yeah, like, like he, but there's maybe like, like re- he realized that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to bother you because you were nice to me or whatever, you know. With Padme and Anakin, I think they both saw Anakin as a special chosen, per great guy. Like he's rising, he's going to do something great. But oh, he's also struggling with anger. So it's like, oh, of course he, he has this destiny, but it just gets twisted into some dark side stuff too. That's one problem I have is like. Um, in the in the Phantom Menace, every one of the Jedi Council are so trepidatious of Anakin and his ridiculous powers and how 
They kind of, he seems almost clouded in some kind of weird darkness. And then again, like they, they don't let him go on his own. They don't like maybe offer to help save his family or, you know what I mean? Like if Obi-Wan didn't give him permission to do it, that's just fucked. Like this Jedi council is already on eggshells in the first movie. And in this movie, they're just like, no, go, go out on your own. It's fine. You're good. We trust you now. Yeah. It's just like, man, what? Also, uh, I st- I, the whole letting him doesn't stick with me because they don't have the power to stop him. That uh, Not only is he like one of the most gifted pilots in the fucking galaxy, he's goddamn Darth Vader. And when he wants to do something, you cannot stop him. He, well, he's you know, not he, Darth Vader yet. <laughs> no, but he has that power. He had that power when he was a goddamn kid. Remember, he's kind of saved. Like, he, remember, he was like... By at well, yeah. <laughs> or is it the Force? You don't know because George Lucas doesn't. But the thing is, it's, it's like Anakin Skywalker at this point in time does know he has a power because they're still scared of him. And if the Jedi Council is scared of you, there's a reason for it. There's no reason to be scared of someone you can't defeat. There's only a reason to be scared of someone if they can defeat you. Like no one was really scared of the <laughs> Chancellor. Like oh, this little old bastard, what's he gonna do? But Anakin Skywalker shows up like, this kid could kill us all. And it's like, no, he's going to be the savior. And it's like, where'd you get that from? I don't know, some old legend. Like, I don't know. All right, I let's, really uh, explain that. Let's keep moving to the next uh, scene we're going to talk about. And that is the, um, you know, Ope One uh, lands on Geonosis. He finds out a bunch of stuff about the, uh, the Confederacy of Independent Systems, the Separatists. Um, and... He uh, he then gets captured by Count Dooku, and uh, yeah, I want to talk specifically about the scene between Count Dooku and and the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi because I I personally very much uh, misinterpreted this scene when I saw it like when I was younger, and I found it very much interest more interesting now when I've re- uh, rewatched it recently, and that is uh, the fact that it. it it is not like a very. It's not uh, the scene, you know, where from like episode five, where Darth Vader is like, "Join me and we can rule together" or whatever. You know, that's not really what uh, Dooku is trying to do. More specifically, Dooku is like uh, more trying to make Obi Wan understand uh, what uh, what they're dealing with, like that the Supreme Chancellor is actually a Sith Lord. He was kind of right. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, hundred percent right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that really sheds the light on how <laughs> how um, how does the prequels kind of deal with light and dark in the way that it kind of doesn't. Like, basically, there are so many, as I've said, I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I know I've said it multiple times off the show, and that is the in the prequels, there's not really a defined version of light and dark. It's more specifically uh, multiple uh, allied groups that kind of change... Uh, who they're allied with dynamically throughout the the trilogy, and then General Grievous shows up. <laughs> He's Dude, just General Grievous evil. is epic as shit, man. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> but we'll talk about him in the next episode. So yeah, wh- uh, how did you guys feel about the, this uh, scene? Well, last week I talked about how much I liked the Emperor as an actor. Right here, it's Christopher Lee. Uh, he was both Scaramanga in James Bond, and also before that he was Dracula back in the day. And, and I think it's cool to to be a kind of a villain to have that uh, that creepy vibe of uh, the guy that did Dracula coming and being a a Jedi character. That's I guess in this case not like the Sith guy, but maybe he does have the evil Sith lightning ball powers. It was cool to see him. A problem. Yeah. Wow. You- 
you literally nailed the hammer on the head with Scaramanga, but I'm like, yeah, but do you remember Man with the Golden Gun? That movie's not great. That, <laughs> that has some problems. That's stage. Leagues and stick, stick, stick stick above better than this movie. But yeah, Christopher Lee is great. It's just... Damn, could they have given him more to do? He's just... <laughs> I'm going to stand here with my cool chain necklace and, you know... And, or if this is Kate, but, you know, and then walk around. There's a lot around. of meetings in the trilogies. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. A, that's a Star Wars trope in general. Like, you never really learn enough about the villain. Like, or, I mean, villain in quotes, because, like Dennis said, there is some gray areas on I know what is more right, about what is Dooku wrong. than I know about Snoke. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> Yeah, or, or yeah, the same Maul, for that fuck. matter. Like, a lot, I mean, they uh, do yeah, the, they do the same thing with the Emperor in the, the original trilogy. They do the same thing yeah. with Darth Maul, Count Dooku. I mean, really, the only villain that we get to learn is uh, Palpatine through this trilogy. Yeah, and, and Darth Vader. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, and <clears throat> Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy. Um, in the sequel movies, it's not a trilogy yet. But yeah, let's uh, move on to uh, the big, uh, the next uh, big, like, um... Um, scenario, like scenario, which is the uh, the droid assembly line. What did you guys feel about this? I I, I like one aspect of it, but I don't like another aspect of it. Uh, I I fucking love when three PO and R two are together. Like I just <laughs> I I would watch an entire movie of them just being idiots. Like well, three PO mainly being an idiot. Yeah. But- <laughs> on that, uh, on that, I want to say like, yeah, I love C three PO and R two D two being together. What I don't like about this scene is how random it all is. Is as I mentioned in episode one, uh, I really don't like how how the uh, final battle of episode one is like all won by luck, you know. And right. what I don't like about this scene is how C three PO kind of just stumbles into this assembly line and whatever. It's all like so random. But yeah, I I do love the how he comments on everything, and he's like, "Oh yeah. my," and all this stuff. But yeah, I really don't. I mean, uh, like how never really at all us. It never really pans out to where it's not like three PO under that droid armor saves the day, like saves yeah, the galaxy. Uh, yeah, it's it never all just really uh, yeah comedic relief, right? R two and C three PO are like the Chris Farley and David Spade, the fat guy, short, <laughs> fat, and then the skinny. <laughs> They're a good I like combo. it. I like that. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, uh, we also have the, I mean, is there anything else to say? It's cool. Like they run around and R2-D2 is being an asshole, you know, it's just like, yeah, bomb C-3PO down and he's like (laughs) flying. And also this is the first time we, we see C-3PO flying, which is interesting. Wait, yeah, no, R2 flying? What the shit? Yeah, R2 and D2, I mean, not C-3PO. Like, why doesn't he do that more? He moves (laughs) so damn slow all the time. (laughs) I said this image of like C-3PO raising his arms up and taking off like a fucking missile. <laughs> <laughs> fucking turns into Iron Man straight up. <laughs> uh, um, uh, all right, so there's not really. I don't like that he can just fly all of a sudden. I didn't. I forgot I, all about that. But I don't I, like that he forgets how to do it. <laughs> That's I like what I mean. How, like, I like how much of an asshole C and R two D two is. Like, uh, there's even a plot point like. Yeah, R two D two knows what happened in the prequels, but C three PO doesn't. Right, <laughs> like he his wife mind gets wiped. And there's even a joke about that. Like they made some kind of Lego recreation of of the movies or whatever, and uh, C three PO was like, "What are you talking about? I don't know what happened." And then R two D two just gives him a ship of everything that happened. He's like, "Oh my god, I have all my memories back." <laughs> anyway, um, 
So, uh, yeah, and also in this scene, which is pretty important, um, uh, Anakin's lightsaber gets cut in half. Right. And he's like, oh, not again. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, um, so next up, they get out into the arena. And man, there's a lot of different scenarios cut into each other. Like you have the droid assembly line, which cuts immediately into the arena fight. Which cuts immediately into the Battle of Geonosis, which cuts right. immediately into the most one of the best uh, lightsaber battles in the trilogy. Oh man, <laughs> it's a lot of action going on here. All right, so the arena fight. What did you feel about feel about that? Um, I I like that what? Padme is I like that Padme is resourceful, and like yeah. Anakin again, he's just a bumbling idiot, and he's like, "What about Padme?" And Obi Wan's just like, "Dude, she's got it." What the? Fuck? <laughs> and then she gets like clawed and half her clothes ripped off, and I'm like, "Come on, man, what?" Yeah, but it's acted <laughs> like, so poorly. It it it. Oh fucking god! All right, this is my main problem with these damn movies. They can make it work. You can make bullshit work if you believe it. No one believes anything that's going on. They're obviously acting around shit that's not there, and they don't know how to do that. That's a skill that you have to kind of learn and practice with. Otherwise it looks like you're just walking around nothing. Um, fucking Natalie Portman gives off one of the most unbelievable screams ever when she gets, when she gets clawed. Um, it didn't really bother me. Yeah. That didn't bother didn't, me at all. Yeah. Well, it's terrible and I'm not alone. I was in just that. more confused on why they have to like rip her shirt halfway. Like, because George Lucas wants to see naked Natalie Portman. What do you... I mean, so do I, and so does Anakin, but, like, again, subtlety. Come on. No, not, Lucas has no subtlety. Anyway, the fight scene itself, <laughs> let's talk about it. I love the monsters. I love uh, yeah. Padme's resourcefulness, and I love, again, Anakin and Obi-Wan's uh, banter back and forth. I, I, I like that. I, I like how everyone uh, escaped from their handcuffs in a different way. Right. It's not like, okay, I, I uh, <clears throat> uncuffed myself and now I'm going to go un- uncuff everyone else. Like, no, everyone just got out of their situation in a different way. If I, only I, I, I could I use like the about. force to take one of these killers <laughs> and just kill one of these goddamn monsters or do something. It's like he does use right. the force. He does use the backflip. But why? Uh-oh. Use the goddamn force. You're a Jedi. Wait, this could all be solved so simply, simply if you just used to... No wonder 160 of them died in Genosis. They all were stupid. <laughs> all right, so uh, what happens next is that uh, a bunch of Jedi come in. Like, a lot of Jedi. <laughs> or, no, before that, we get to see Mace Window, and he brings up his purple lightsaber. Right? Dude, that lightsaber is fucking awesome. Just saying. Yeah. Mace Windu's, Mace Windu's underserved. Yeah, so did, do you guys know why um, he has a purple lightsaber? Because he wanted one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the, Samuel in Jackson the battle, said I want a purple lightsaber. And special request. Like, okay. so, when Samuel Jackson asks for something, you deliver, <laughs> damn it. So what happened was that um, during the arena battle... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was worried that you wouldn't be able to spot him in the fight because everyone had blue and green lightsabers. So he asked George Lucas, what if I had a purple lightsaber? And George Lucas says, like, no, all Jedi have uh, blue or green lightsabers. And uh, But he said, uh, I'll consider it. And then when um, Samuel Jackson came back for uh, 
uh, reshoots, um, um, George Lucas showed him the scene and they showed that he had a purple lightsaber. You know what's funny about that? I like I, I like where Samuel Jackson's coming from. It's like they won't. How will they know who I am? And I'm like <laughs> I'm sitting over here like I don't know. There might be one big thing that might stick out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Probably the only black Jedi, maybe. I don't <laughs> thinking maybe you would stick out a little bit because he does you said that whole round table and you're like one of these things is not like the other i mean then again there are literally like alien like well i mean everyone's alien in star wars mm-hmm. but like they have like tentacle face dudes and weird that, that's true different if species you, if you notice throughout almost all the star wars movies White people seem to have a pretty good grip in this galaxy far, far away. Like, well, that's that's like the that originals, man. Like there's there's generally like, like a token black character. Yeah, yeah like Lando in the originals show up until the until five. Yeah, like in the originals, like there are basically no uh, no black people, no women. Like Different Leia times. is basically Different the times, only guys. woman. <laughs> I believe I believe uh, Leia and Mon Mothma are the only women in uh, the original trilogy. Wow! And then, and then, then in Samuel L. Jackson must be happy because this is the only movie where he doesn't yell. <laughs> it's also the only movie where he seems genuinely bored. <laughs> Every line that comes out of it, it's like we're coming to take you. <laughs> it's like, man, really. This is the energy you're giving us? This must have been a fun movie to shoot. Coming to take you, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to, to the, the arena fight. What do you guys feel about uh, this fight? I, th- I think it's pretty cool. Like, this is uh, trivia. Uh, this is the most lightsabers we've ever seen in a single scene of Star Wars. Yeah, I thought shot, it was epic. Sure. Yeah, I thought it was fucking cool. It's one scene better than all the movie. Uh... <laughs> I would say like the last fifteen minutes of that movie is very exciting. Very, yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't believe that all those when I started seeing people Jedi get like taken down and stuff like that, and I'm like we what we have seen of Jedi up to this point a blaster versus a Jedi, you're just gonna die. But then you see Jedi getting like shot down and stuff like that, and I'm like, How's this happening? There's a hundred of them. How's what the fuck? There's it should literally be back to back, and then just it's like all of them are getting cut down. Like you can't stop them, except that these maybe, Jedi forgot how to use the Force and fight. Maybe that <laughs> maybe that kind of showcases that all Jedi aren't as skilled as the characters. Yeah, they're our main not characters. all equal. Guess so. Yeah, they all suck. <laughs> the kind of midi chlorian counts are just bogus, man. Yeah, maybe there's a reason as to why Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn, all these characters are the main characters because they're the good Jedi. <laughs> Although yeah, Obi-Wan ones. does get fucked up by uh, Django, I'm just saying. Yeah, because he oh, forgets yeah. how to use the Force. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> if I just took this bastard's jetpack off and threw him in the ocean, he would be screwed. Yeah, <laughs> On I another can... note, he dies yeah. because his jetpack's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So I, fa- I found that interesting, like that Jedi who kind of jumps up on on that uh, elevated location where they all stand. Like, he's, he's up there, it's like, fuck yeah, I got up here, and then like, oh, and then he falls down. It's like, oh man. Sorry. <laughs> also, back to, um, back to uh, the Django thing on how uh, him and Mace Windu basically go head to head, right? Mm. So does that... Uh, so there was like a malfunction on his pack, right? He gets hit by uh, one of those uh, monster monsters to try to kill him. Oh, okay, um, okay. Because I didn't really 
I don't know if I was just I missed it or if it happened too quick. But all I remember is seeing like him trying to fly away and he's basically gets screwed over. Yeah. And then Mace Winder just fucking comes. Fucking. Yeah. It's And just leaves his head there for his son to pick up. Just like, yeah. God damn, damn, that got dark real quick. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then. Uh, all right. So let's just quickly move over to the Battle of Geonosis. Uh, and uh, uh, well, the appearance of the clones, and that is—I gotta say—that's fucking epic as shit. Like this dropship just comes in, and Joda is standing in it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking standing there <laughs> with a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, clone troopers next to him. So that was like all thanks to Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, then they just kind of fly through and, uh, they fight a bunch of shit and you get to see a bunch of epic shit with just, um, like Jedi standing with their lightsabers out in the middle, in, in the center of these, uh, these, like, uh, these shit, these ships with a bunch of clone troopers in them. Just looks cool. Uh, but yeah, then they drop off, uh, they go to Dooku and <laughs> they, um... Sounds like a cool club. <laughs> you had to go to Dooku, <laughs> man. Dooku. Club Dookie. Club Dooku. Uh, yeah, so then they show up uh, next with Dooku is trying to escape, and uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin shows up, and Obi-Wan's like, let's get him together. Like, I'll, I'll do this, and Anakin's like, no, fuck that. I'm gonna get him myself. And Anakin just fucking launches at him, and then it's like, oh shit, oh, Dooku can do force lighting. And uh, he just fucking pushes him out of the way, and and then Obi-Wan has to fight him himself. Again, it's like, like the, some of the complaints Anakin has is he's like, oh, Obi-Wan never lets me do my thing. He doesn't trust me. It's like, well, that's because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you do stupid <laughs> shit. He, he tells you so many times in the movie, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Anakin is just freaking rebellious, man. He just... Yeah, but if, if you would you, just... <laughs> if you are, like, naive and all that stuff, you don't know that that's the case. Like... Right. Uh, you don't really know that you're naive when you are naive, basically. That's true. Yeah. It's just um, like, man, that, that could have uh, been George so Lucas much better. George Lucas in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you mean it's just how love works? <laughs> you killed the sand people. Um, Paul? All right, you're still here. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, so then uh, something that I found was very interesting in this scene is that uh, there's not there's not a really a lot of music in it. Like the see the music in the background is it's very like there's like very like tribal drums in a way. It's like right. George Lucas, I mean uh, John Williams just gave up. Like, I just <laughs> can't do this anymore. <laughs> Play the love theme um, again. <laughs> I mean, it's really all just building up to uh, the really cool part. Yeah, you can you kind after, after you've seen Yoda show up, you kind of realize that like, oh, this is not the actual the cool part of the fight, you know? Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, then Obi Wan gets struck down, but he doesn't lose any limbs or anything because he didn't lose any limbs in Episode Four, so you can't make him lose any limbs. Um, yeah, it's weird. He gets striked by the, the lightsaber twice, but like, he he did he just get like grazed or what? Like, yeah, he just he Dooku doesn't like slice him off, like slice anything off or anything because he became yeah. a better Jedi or something. Um, 
And then Anakin, uh, then in a fucking awesome ass move, like uh, Dooku is about to fucking strike Obi Wan who's on the floor, and Anakin just fucking launches like zoom. Like, that's fucking dope shit, man. He learned that from jumping out the window from seeing <laughs> uh, Obi Wan. <laughs> Uh, and then Obi-Wan just uh, like force grabs his lightsaber and throws it at him. And then we get the fucking awesome ass scene where oh, Anakin has two lightsabers like fucking slicing at Doku with. What you guys? Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a badass moment, but then he still gets yeah. his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is where he loses uh, one of his arms. Um, a lot of limbs do get chopped off in the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, specifically in episodes two <laughs> of something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's very interesting about episode eight. I don't think anyone lost any limbs in episode eight. Hmm. But you were hmm. also encouraged nope, to... Uh, half. Ah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That uh, counts. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, bitch. Yeah, you were also uh, encouraged to kill the past in episode eight, so... Um, we'll get to that one. Yeah, we'll get to that one later. Um, all right. So next up, when they're both on the floor, then you start hearing like, and then fucking Yoda shows up, and he's like, like Yo, I'm Yoda. What's up, man? And uh, and everyone's <laughs> like, <laughs> and then strange and- dialogue choice, but it's still cool. <laughs> Yoda, I am. Sup, you do. <laughs> What up, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I can imagine, like, the first time you're watching this, like, huh, Yoda? All right. That's interesting. Like, what's Yoda going to do? And then Yo, you he's going to float and shit on him. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So then they do, like, all of this fucking force where they're basically showing, like, who who's the best uh, with the force or whatever. And then and Dooku's like, it's clear that we can't fucking whatever do things with our force, but with our skills with the lightsaber. And then it's like, and then he fucking brings up his lightsaber. And then, just shoots him. And, and then, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then comes one of the fucking most awesome moments in the entire series. And that is just this like slow sweeping shot of Yoda. And, and you're like, Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to like, basically this is the thought process of what's what happening the first time you're watching this. Like, What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna? Oh shit! Is that a lightsaber? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! He's having a lightsaber. He has a lightsaber. Oh, he has a lightsaber. And then oh you're my like, god, he can stand up straight. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you're like, okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then then uh, Yoda goes like, Meh! and then you see that. Oh my god! He's doing flips. <laughs> it's not just one flip. It's like three flips at once. <laughs> That is yeah, such that a badass cool. fight scene. I yeah, fucking man. love that scene. God, I wish they would have Indiana Jones did and Yoda just shot him when he pulled out the lightsaber. He <laughs> goes with the saber. <laughs> <laughs> my my only complaint there is that I wish it were just a little bit longer, but I mean, there's something to be said again. I think my wife says that a lot. Make you want, <laughs> leave you wanting more is never a bad thing. Just saying. <laughs> I guess y'all just missed that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard. No, it. I just grazed past it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish um, it was a little bit longer. Oh god. Um. All right. So. <laughs> oh, I'm losing. Yeah. It. 
Um, yeah, so uh, it ends with Doku like mm, fucking show, throwing a thing on Ogwa and Anakin, and yo, that's like you oh, straight shit, no. up bitched out, dude. Yeah, he bitched out. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that uh, Doku escapes, and then we get to the ending Dooku. with Doku, whatever. I've heard you call him like six different things. <laughs> Goku. 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 Doku. 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 Anyway, so then we get to see the the scene where Obi Wan uh, says like, "Oh yeah, uh, like uh, he says something like, I. I, I gotta be honest, like if we if it wasn't for the clone army, we this wouldn't been a victory." And Ob- and uh, Yoda's like, "Victory, victory! This not this was not or whatever." And it's like the shroud of the dark side has fallen. The Clone War, uh, like. Begun the Clone War has, and then then you start hearing like you start seeing like all the clone troopers like marching. Like, oh, that's the title of the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know the runtime of this movie, are you like, oh my god, are we in for like another two hours? Because the Clone Wars just started. It's supposed to be Attack of the Clones. <laughs> then the movie fucking ends, and you're like, well, that was stupid. What does just happen? <laughs> Uh, and then after, and then you get to see um, uh, the Supreme <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine just uh, watching over his new army, and yeah, and this scene is obviously with the Imperial March and like all the sor- all the troopers. It makes you very, very much think about uh, the original trilogy with the with the stormtroopers and all that stuff. I fucking love their use of that theme in the mm. movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we're almost done with the entire plot of the movie, so. Everything ends with uh, this nice transition of from the Imperial March over to Across the Stars, which is that love theme. Uh, and then you get to see the secret wedding between Anakin and Padme with C-3PO and R2-D2 being the only witnesses. Uh, and then credits roll. Yeah. They're like... <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Man, you enjoyed um, this a lot more than I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you were um, talking about uh, just uh, before I finished this off, like uh, there were some very interesting uh, things done with the music in this movie, which is every time Anakin starts going closer to the dark side, you start hearing the Imperial March kind of creeping up in the background, which is uh, which is really cool. And every time... Anakin and Padme's relationship gets closer and closer. You start hearing the uh, Across the Stars theme kind of creep up in the background more and more throughout the movie. And then obviously the movie ends with the the Imperial March in full force that then transitions into Across the Stars in full full force, uh, which is uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, The... uh... There was also a yeah, good observation uh, about the music. That part say? when when the import uh, the Jesus the Imperial March mm-hmm. part where Annie's going psycho, killing women and children. Apparently, you can hear like Qui Gon Jinn yell like "No" or "No, Anakin, stop" or some shit. Yeah, it's which in... is another good use of like subtle like music and sound and sound design and stuff. 
Yeah, now we're in, in the trivia section. This is actually a very interesting thing you brought that up. Uh, and that is during the scene where, where Yoda is kind of sensing that something is happening, something terrible is going on. And he's sitting in that room and Mace window comes in. And during the scene, you hear Qui-Gon Jinn say, Anakin, Anakin, no. And this is apparently uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's force ghost trying to talk to Anakin. Guess so. It's interesting. Is force ghost? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I read that um, yeah. when reading about this movie. Um, because yeah, and it's kind of a, a little tease if you uh, know it's a force ghost, because in episode three, you later hear that Obi-Wan learns about uh, how to become a force ghost from Qui-Gon. That's really cool. Um, What's interesting is if you have the closed captions or like the subtitles on, it actually says like Qui-Gon Jinn parentheses Anakin no or whatever. Hmm. Because I can't watch movies without subtitles. I'm like half deaf. (laughs) You know what's weird? It's when you realize that force ghosts can actually manipulate the physical realm. It's like, why didn't he stop him? Hey man, Yoda. Yoda's a beast. Hey, yeah, Yoda's above everyone. This man. whole man, series, Yoda is the part. Yoda is the unsung hero of this movie. Like every scene that he's in, like for people bitch about his CG or whatever. I mean, whatever. I I could care less. Uh, I think every scene that he's in in this movie is fantastic. Everything yeah. he says is fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Yoda, actually, something else that I read is that. Uh, the only reason Yoda didn't have a lightsaber earlier was because uh, they had actually tried to use a lightsaber with puppet Yoda, but it didn't look good. So right. the only reason why Yoda didn't have a lightsaber up until now is because I CG Yoda was able to use stick. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, as we mentioned last episode, uh, Yoda was originally a puppet in episode one. And uh, and again uh, about that, the reason why he was a puppet in episode one because they had uh, they had actually tried to make him a CG Yoda in episode one, but it failed because the technology just wasn't there yet. So the same team uh, pitched a CG Yoda to him to George Lucas uh, before the production of uh, during pre-production of episode two, and I was like, yeah, this looks good. Let's use it. And actually, Only three years makes a difference, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, actually, like, the scene they had used to kind of uh, sh- um, show it off to George Lucas was a recreation of uh, uh, Episode 5, uh, a-, a scene with Yoda in Episode 5, where they actually replaced Puppet Yoda with a CG Yoda, which is interesting. Hmm. I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, anything, um, anything else you want to talk about before we go into the ranking? Uh, one thing that I just recently noticed is that the guy, the actor that did Jenga Fett, went on to be the chieftain in Moana. That's the huh. same actor. I didn't know that. I haven't seen Moana yet. I want to watch it. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. People say it's better than Frozen and Tangled, so I'm like, okay, it's got to be good. Well, it's not hard to be better than Frozen. Man, I like Frozen. I I, I'm one of the few. I like, I like Frozen, but I like yeah, Tangled more. We'll yeah, do the Disney Princess podcast next then. <laughs> <laughs> All the Disney movies. <laughs> like, oh man. Jesus that Christ. Could there be? Aren't there like 50 movies or something like that? Yeah. Dude, there's now more than they 50. own everything ever. Yeah. 
Oh man, uh, that would literally take a year <laughs> to complete. But yeah, is there any any other additional things you want to uh, add to the discussion? I'd also want to recommend the documentary called "The People versus George Lucas." It's really well done about the love hate love hate love relationship that fans have with George Lucas. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't watched it. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, it had uh, critics from France that actually appreciated Jar Jar Binks for some <laughs> reason, culturally. <laughs> okay, I do appreciate the lack of Jar Jar in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that uh, George listened to some of the rage, maybe. Yeah. Oh no, this whole I... movie was a reaction to Phantom Phantom Menace. Yeah, it it seems was, like yeah, it definitely. Was a... I mean, it I didn't would, work, I would but, definitely yeah, uh, say that you're right, but. <laughs> The good thing that they took away from that is the lack of Jar Jar. <laughs> if if like, there's something got rid of Jar Jar, he put more Jedi than you've ever seen before. It was he wanted to get the fans back on track and somehow made a worse movie. I don't know. Did you realize that all the almost all the new aliens other than Watto were kind of gone? That were introduced in, in episode. I one? did like how they had the uh, Trade Federation guys back. Yeah, but yeah, they had very few speaking roles. Yeah, very. Which very is fine, though. Role. I mean, yeah, it's, they don't really need major parts in that film. Yeah, but like, the fact that they included them still was pretty cool, in my opinion. And yeah, they the still trade... had the jank ass mouths that are like Power Ranger <laughs> villains. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like the Trade Federation weren't the main villains in this movie, so it kind of makes sense that they were kind of in the background. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, the ranking. So uh, bottom. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, is it better or worse than the Phantom Who wins Menace? the race to the bottom? <laughs> this movie, this movie is the bottom. It is the worst. It, 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 God damn. It, it, it's so, it doesn't do some things as bad as episode one. In some ways it's a little bit more exciting, but it's a worse movie. Uh, episode one always has the fact that it just kind of got all of its caricatures really racist for some reason, and all those caricatures are gone in episode two. But then episode two decided to say, well, if we get rid of that, then what if we make the acting worse? It's like, no, George, you're supposed to go the other way. You're supposed to go the other way, and no one stopped him. Um, all right, so who votes for uh, the Phantom Menace being better than the att Attack of the Clones? I I do. I would not. I respect that as a critical opinion, but uh, for me, I think even bad romance is better than no romance. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put two a little bit higher for me. All right. So that means we have two votes for Attack of the Clones and two votes for Phantom Menace. How do we solve See, this? So are you serious? <laughs> here's where. Uh, here's bad where romance is better. Than no romance. You ever gone through a divorce? Because <laughs> I have. I've been through three of them. Let me, let me tell you, that, that, there's a difference. Endless Jar Jar, etc. I just, I feel like Phantom Menace came together as an actual movie better than this one, where it's just, this one felt completely lost the whole the whole time. And I mean, there's so many parts that I enjoy about Attack of the Clones. Like, here's the thing. If I, if I was to give you my Star Wars rank list, it's the same thing as ranking anything. This is the bottom of the list for me. However... I still enjoy this movie. I like every Star Wars movie. I don't love Attack of the Clones, but even though it's at the very bottom, I still enjoy the shit out of it. Like, I'll watch this, you know, several times in my life and still get some enjoyment. There's so so many good scenes, but as far as, like, it coming together, I feel like Phantom Menace did a better job at presenting an actual movie, whereas this one just felt like... 
They didn't know, like, they know they had to get from point A to point B, and then they just went with whatever to get there. I hate both these movies, but I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phantom Menace is a much better film structurally. It's a much, uh, it's better written. Uh, The acting is better, though not much in some respects, but it's better. The editing is better. The effects in some parts are better, which is weird. The, this Attack of the Clones, it seemed like a rush job in almost every single way. The line readings are awful on almost every account. The actors seem either bored or confused. The structure and editing is terrible. It jumps from one scene to the next, and you don't know what's going on half the time. There is uh, crazy tone shifts. The romance makes no sense because there is no romance. It's forced. It's, and some uh, of the CGI, I think, is kind of overcrowded, too. It's, like, almost too busy to, too fast to even look at. It, so... It, keep track of. It's a bad movie in every respect. It, it doesn't work. It's, I think Attack of the Clones has more exciting scenes, like, uh, action-wise and everything. But as far as, like, the story goes, I, it just doesn't come together for me. And I, I just hate the fact that Anakin story doesn't make sense like it doesn't make sense that he forgets about his mom or slaves or whatever's going on the important parts are just so breezed over whereas the phantom menace doesn't necessarily have to worry about that as much because it is the the quote-unquote beginning of it and it's basically setting up the foundation for this which i think it did a good enough job whereas this movie needed to carry that forward and it just did a poor job of doing that in my opinion yeah, like the main reason why I don't, uh, why I rate Attack of the Clones over Phantom Menace is because, uh, like I said in the last episode, there's just so much random and the luck in the Phantom Menace, which I don't like um, at all. And um, yeah, so that's kind of why I like Attack of the Clones more. A lot of luck at Attack of the Clones. Not really. A, a lot like of not, these plant. A lot there's of these- not. Jar Jar doesn't fall on uh, doesn't fall on his fucking well, that, that's head true. And just but here, okay. drops a bunch of bombs. Like, How lucky are you that 160 Jedi forget that they're Jedi and know how to use <laughs> space wizardry? Jango Fett is the luckiest fucking bounty hunter in the bounty hunter in the, in the world until he's not. When Obi Wan forgets that he knows space wizardry. That he can move shit with his mind. It's all those dudes flying. How would I stop a flying dude? Oh, that's right. Bam! He's dead. I'm a Jedi. Because Ooh. it makes no sense. In because other Jedi later in the movie do use the Force and figure out how to do shit. There's a whole cool fight scene where Yoda fights Force shit with the Dooku, and they have to stop because they're both evenly matched in regards to the Force. But Jango isn't because Jango's not a goddamn Jedi. None of the droids are goddamn Jedi. And Episode One. The droids keep getting the shit kicked out of them because they fight Jedi who just put their hand up and they fly against the wall and splatter. But the Jedi in this movie forget. They forget that they are the elite warriors, that they are this, these, these guys who know how to do shit that other people can't. And they die for no reason because they can't use their powers. It's so weird. Yeah, I get, get your point. Um, so again... Uh, another vote. Who votes for Phantom Menace being better? I do. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, for better? For, I thought, okay. Yeah, Phantom yes. Menace being better. Okay, Phantom Menace, yes, is better than Attack of the Clones. Paul? 
Well, if we need Phantom to decide Manasaur, during this discussion, uh, yes. I think I could be swayed because even if my opinion would put too higher, I think like as with some objective movie things, it, it could be possible to uh, to say that one was actually better. So I think it could be swayed if we needed to decide during this discussion, and, and if we needed to do a tiebreaker, I could mm. move my vote over to Phantom Menace. I think. All right. I guess we'll put Phantom Menace at number one then. So we got Phantom Menace at number one, Attack of the Clones at number two. Obviously the Grand Champion. It's going to stay at the top. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. But next week, episode three is skyrocketed into the top. Like, it's nobody's business, just for sure. Speaking, speaking of episode three, what do you guys remember of episode three? And are you excited to see it again? Yes, I'm I'll very excited. I'll just answer in one word. No! <laughs> I loved episode three. I, I'm excited for the war scene. It's got some of the best choreography in the films. Um, like I was saying, the only reason why there could be a standing fight for episode two is it has some really exciting... Um, what, do you, what do you want to call it? Uh, uh, what's the fucking word? Set pieces. It's got so many yeah. good like set pieces and action. Like it, I think it does a better job at Attack of the Clones from my memory. But again, I haven't watched the prequel movies, but like maybe one time since the original release. So I mean, as I was going into watching Episode Two, I was like, maybe it'll be like rewatching Phantom Menace, where it pleasantly surprises me. Whereas it did, in a sense, it did on the action, but. I, I, the story just doesn't work for me on Attack of the Clones. Whereas, like, I feel like Revenge of the Sith, the way I remember it, the way I actually came out of that theater as a kid and being like, that movie was fucking awesome. I, I'm actually really looking forward to rewatching it again, and and I hope it doesn't let me down. I think that movie's going to surprise everyone here, but just how dark it is, because it kind of goes off the deep end in some areas, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a sad movie. It it gets sad. Yeah. Shit happens. <laughs> Yeah, what I I say always about episode three, it is I would say it's like one of the only movies that uh, I when I watch it I wish it goes another way every time. Like watching Anakin fall to the dark side is painful every time. Like yeah, like every time I say like please don't go to the dark side, please don't go to the dark side. But in but in the back of my head I know it's some yeah, movie. I can't know. change what happens. But I it's still like, hope it happens. You know? here, like, it's like watching it. a Better Call Saw when you know where it ends up, but you're still like, Man, I wish this could fucking turn around for this guy. Do it. And <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> if I a movie agree. does that well. Comparison. Like that's just good storytelling and good yeah. good uh performance and everything. I mean Give him. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, so that's it for Star Watch Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Thanks for uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for um, watching the movies with us and uh, joining the conversation. Go to the comments. Tell us what you thought about Attack of the Clones. Um, and people, where can people find you, Curly? I am at uh, Curly Studios, K-E-R-L-E-Y Studios on YouTube and also Curly Studios Gaming. And you can follow me on Twitter at Curly Studios G. All right. And uh, Paul, where can people find you at? Twitter is at Tautenzua. And if you happen to be going to McCarthy, Alaska for a vacation in the summer, I'll be writing movie reviews for the print-only newspaper there. All right. Well, and Stampy, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me on YouTube at Stampy Nose Gaming or on twitch.tv slash Stampy Nose Gaming or over on my Twitter at Stampy Nose. 
And that's K N W K N O W S. So many people keep uh, before we started putting the links, people thought it was N O S E. So. Well, um, all the links will be in the description. You can find me at Dennis underscore Lofton on Twitter. You can follow the channel at Rebreak Radio on Twitter. Uh, join the uh, the Rebreak Network Discord group. Uh, the link to that will also be in the description. And uh, we'll see you next time on uh, Star War Star Watch um, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, may, may the Force be with you. Yeah. I don't like sand. Yeah.